Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. Can you believe it's December? What? How? Where did this year go? Anyway, we're to December, and this is the month of all of the Christmas books. I'm so excited, and it's super fun because to kick off the month, my friend Mia Heinzelman is here, and she is fantastic. If you've never read her before, I'm going to read her bio so you can get to know her, but she has a really fun holiday book out that you can read right now. So, Mia Heinzelman is a polka dot wearing horror and romance movie lover who always has a book and a to-do list in her purse. She writes fun, unforgettable, more than just laughs romance about strong women and men with enough heart to fall for them. When she isn't writing fictional happily ever afters, she is reading, playing board games, or eating sweets. She currently lives in Las Vegas, Nevada with her husband and two children and their brand new dog. Um, <laughs> you can meet Mia at her website. I did put a link to her website right there on Blog Talk. So if you're listening live or if you're listening later, head over there, check out her adorable covers, and definitely sign up for her newsletter. So without any further delay, you there, Mia? I'm here. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Yay! Well, you have a new holiday book, Olive and Pearl's Christmas Detour, which sounds super fun. You want to tell everybody why they should go grab it today? Yes. I mean, the number one thing about it that's the best, I mean, yes, it's spicy and it's romance and that, but there's Christmas magic in this one, which I think sometimes we lose a little bit of that as adults, so it's good to have a little bit of magic back in the book. Yes, I love that. I forgot to tell you what it's about. (laughs) That's the reason why. (laughs) But what it's about is two best friends who are supposed to be taking a holiday getaway to the Maldives. And Christmas magic gets in the way, and they end up separated. One ends up in Seattle on a houseboat, if that sounds familiar, and the other one ends up on a beach with the guy who fired her from her job. Ooh, awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that one's really funny because it's forced proximity, and it's just, a hot mess because, you know, you kind of hate this person because I have no livelihood because of you. But then he is sort of cute and you sort of crushed on him for a while. So, and you're in the Maldives on a gorgeous private island. So that helps. Does he realize he made a huge mistake in firing her? Um, It really wasn't his decision. Um, It was a higher up's decision, but he kind of feels like, okay, she can't really run from me on this island. So, I mean, if there's a chance for us, you know, he's not going to force it or anything, but if there's a chance, this is the place, you know, she's not going to be ignoring him here. Right, right. Well, I was going to ask, what was the inspiration? Because you have a co-author on this book, right? So how did that all come together? Okay, so I have this friend, Eve Casey. Um, She's awesome, too. And she writes all these really cool books and everything. And her books are extra steamy. But, you know, she was like, I really have an idea of something magical. Do you want to write with me? And I was like, okay. So then she's like, I'm writing the story. When I'm done, I'll let you read the story, and then we can connect the two stories. So it's not 
you know, interlinked like um, like love. It's kind of more like love actually, where there's two separate stories going on, but they're related to each other. So it's not like okay. you wrote one story. So there's Olive's right. story where she ends up in Seattle on a houseboat with her childhood crush um, after her her plane gets rerouted. And then Pear is mine, my story, and she is Marion Maldives, and that's the one where she ends up with Hollis on a plane, which is a day-long flight to the Maldives, and she's kind of stuck there with him. <laughs> but it helps that he's hot. <laughs> How did you guys come up with their cute names, Olive and Pear? Well, Olive was hers, and I mean, I was looking for a name, and I was going to choose Pearl, which I think is funny because you said Mia's book, Mia's new book, Olive and Pearl, which is so funny because her name was going to be Pearl, but when I sent it to Eve, autocorrect changed her to to Pear. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? This time, autocorrect, you're not in the wrong. I kind of like the idea of olive and pear. kind of sounds cool. So, uh, you know, autocorrect did me a favor this time. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry you that did. I put the L back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I love it. So the have you ever been to the Maldives? Did you get to write it off for book research? I mean, that would have been a dream, but no, I, I did a whole lot of Google search, and I went to a lot of resort websites, um, Google Earth is your friend. I mean, I feel like I've been to this resort. I would know it. I would know the flight, how long it takes to get there. I would know everything about it, uh, but I have not been there, unfortunately. But oh, dang. Well, yes, definitely bucket list. Would you go at the holidays or a different time of year? Um, I would go a different time of year because, for me, Christmas really feels like I want the snow. I know people who live in the snow are like, please, give me the sunshine, <laughs> take all the snow away. But for people who don't really live in the snow, you want that cold weather and feeling snuggly with hot chocolate and fluffy socks, you know. So well, I, I, I know that. Go. Well, I was going to say, I know that Las Vegas is, you know, usually hot desert, but the last couple of years, my friends in Vegas have been posting, like, snow pictures and stuff. It's been cold there the past couple of winters, right? It's true. It does get cold here. I mean, it's cold right now. It is frigid outside, but no snow this year. We did have some, I think, it was either last year or the year before last. We get snow every once in a mm-hmm. while, so it's not that we, you know, are we don't get it, but it would be nice just to feel that winter wonderland feeling, you know? Right. Right. Well, um, what was the, it sounds like Eve came to you with the, you know, idea, but what was the inspiration for your half for your story? Okay. So um, I did not want to have another breakup because I had literally just finished one book where it started out where she was brokenhearted. And it's like, oh, my God, how many people are all romances going to have to start with somebody who's brokenhearted? So I didn't want that. So I didn't also want to kill anybody. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> no death in the family. And I'm like, what, why else would she be going to the Maldives? And why is she broke? Why is she sad? Because Eve's character had said she was sad. Why is she sad? And so I was really digging. And then I was like, okay, if she lost her job, 
that would be a reason that you really want to get away because you want to get a fresh start and that kind of stuff. But then who was she going to be with some rando she met on a plane or, you know, and it's a novella, so it has to be pretty quick. So then I just came up with this idea that if she'd lost a job and who's the worst person to have to be with during that time is probably the person who fired you. So I started there and everything kind of grew from that. I love that. And yeah, and for um, readers who are listening, novellas are kind of funny for romance because for romance writers can fall in love in a novella length they almost always have to know each other or there has to be a prophecy or there has to be, there has to be because we have so few words <laughs> to make that all happen. And I don't know if, yeah. you know, if readers know how we lament over it, trying to figure out, well, how can they fall in love this fast? <laughs> and so exactly. They the did has to be yeah. Right. You know, and it's like it's so hard sometimes. Either that or they met on page one or they met last week or something. Right. <laughs> it's so hard right. to figure that out. Yes, for sure. Or it's somebody that they once knew, you know, a high school person or yeah, we we have to come up with creative ways to make novellas work so that we have enough page time to, you know, make it believable. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, I was going to ask you if you had fun on the co-writing adventure. Are you thinking about doing that again? Oh, man. Well, not anytime soon. I had so much fun because it's it's awesome to try to, like, build your character out of somebody else's story. So they're mentioned like a side character in somebody else's book, and you – have to give them a whole world and a life and a love and a background, all these things. So that part is super fun. I probably won't do it again for a while because my plate is super full. Um, I have to write four books, actually five books. Oh my gosh. By next year. So yeah, I don't really have any time to add anything additional at this point, you know, but I would love to in the future. Okay. So it was a good experience. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. And Eve's great. Um, oh, excuse me. I thought I was going to sneeze. Okay. <laughs> what is – Bless you, just in case. <laughs> this is, yeah, thank you. This is totally live podcast. Um, <laughs> well, then I don't so, want to, like, talk over you, you know, so then it's like I pause, and then you pause, and we're waiting to see, are we going to talk over the other person? So that's hard. Right. right. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, I know that this is not your first holiday book. You've written a few of them, right? How many holiday books do you have out now? Uh, this is my fifth one. I love holiday books because I just want to feel like I'm in the spirit, you know? So let's see. I, the first one I wrote was Wrapped Up in Bow. Then there was Mingle All the Way and Married and Bright. And then I wrapped oh. those three up into a collection, into, uh, yeah, a book collection. And so then there's Cozy Little Christmas. And and then now there's this one, Olive and Pear's Christmas Detour. I love that. So you are a Christmas fanatic. <laughs> I do. My Christmas stuff was up right off the bat. I mean, we are counting down. The elf is all <laughs> over the place. We love Christmas. 
So uh, when you are writing a holiday book, I, I don't know if readers know this either, but we have to write them. Usually we're writing them way in advance. So how do you get in the mood? When when were you writing this book? Obviously not at Christmas time, right? I know. That's sometimes the weirdest part. <laughs> it's like 90 degrees outside and it's, just people are beach weather and everything, and people are just ha- in shorts and flip flops, and you're like, oh, oh, oh the missile. It's <laughs> like, oh, give me some hot chocolate. It's just so uh-huh. hard. But um, technically, I have written six Christmas books because the third one in my Love and Game series that's coming next year, I wrote that also. So I wrote two Christmas books this year, not during Christmas time. This one I wrote in. <laughs> It was due in September, so I wrote those back to back. So for like three months of summer, all summer, yeah, all summer. So you spent I all summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of hard, but you know you can do a little research. Christmas is like one of my favorite times. That and Halloween, because you know I love Halloween like you do. But Halloween yes. and Christmas are my two favorite times, and so that was kind of hard writing a little bit during <laughs> that time, but. <laughs> It's hard to get in the mood, but Google helps. And thinking yeah, about yeah, do you Christmas have a playlist? Memories. I do. I have multiple Christmas playlists. Um, you can watch a few Christmas movies, but that's kind of hard too. I don't really like to read or write or watch movies that are Christmas related when I'm writing it. So I don't want somebody else's idea to slip slip into mine, you know. And then I'll be like, "This is mm-hmm. brilliant," and then realize that it's somebody else's. But you're like, oh, no, we just take that out. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, it's kind of hard with that part. So mostly music and hot chocolate. <laughs> yes, lots of hot chocolate when it's 90 out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Crank up the air conditioner there, a little chill in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> keep it chilly. <laughs> So what's next for you? What do you have coming up next? Okay, so next I'm writing um, I'm writing the second book in my Terms and Conditions series. After the Friendship Contract, I have the second book in that one. It's coming. And then after that, I'm writing the, this new series. I just got a new book deal for the Through the Grapevine series, which is a vineyard series, and I love it so much. I cannot wait to write it. Um, that is, Those are all coming that I need to write. What's releasing next is in April, I have Monopoly, which is the first one in my Love and Game series. Super excited about this one. Super excited to tell people and for people to read it and fall in love with Monopoly and board games and just, it's just so much fun. And the lingo in there. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm excited for that one too because I remember when you were writing it, and I'm a I love board games also. So people can pre-order Monopoly right now, right? Yes, they can. It's available to pre-order on Amazon and pretty much everywhere books sold: Barnes and Noble, um, Apple, Kobo, I think, (laughs) all the places. If you go to my website, um, it's on the front page to pre-order. And you want to tell everybody the the story about, you know, what Monopoly Love is about? Yes. Okay. This is, <laughs> it's an, a rivals to lovers book. 
so I don't like to say enemies because they don't hate each other. They just are mildly annoyed with each other. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A a game shop owner, she owns Loving Games, which is with her sister and her best friend. Her name is Harper. And Declan is in town to fix up his his grandfather's home, his late grandfather's home. So uh, during this time, he enters this Monopoly tournament at Loving Games. And they just butt heads and have two bad first impressions of each other and end up rivals in this tournament. And they just, it's so much fun because they're fighting it, but they're totally attracted to each other. And it's just so much fun. I just am so in love with this book. (laughs) And how many times have you played Monopoly with your kids? Are they old enough for Monopoly yet? They are, for the kid monopolies, we have like a llama monopoly, llama monopoly, <laughs> and, oh. but they don't really have the patience for it yet, so, because monopoly oh, okay. is a game that you sit around and play, and it takes a little while, and it doesn't end Hours. nice and yeah. really quickly. <laughs> so right, right. If you play a short game, it's still going to be long, so, yes. yeah, they don't, they don't have the patience for it just yet. We have fond family memories of Monopoly because that is when I discovered, well, I already knew that my daughter was an evil super genius, but we (laughs) had to make a special Monopoly rule that she was never allowed to be banker ever again because she kept winning. And finally, we noticed that every time Panda gave someone a payday when they went around go, she also managed to give herself one. And... (laughs) Our board kept running out of $100 bills. Yeah, we're like, why are we out of $100 bills? Oh, she has them all. So, yeah, Monopoly, you have to be careful. I'm telling you, the banker is always corrupt. They're always hiding money somewhere. And right? It's just, it's just hilarious. Oh, my gosh. But I can't wait for that book. I'm very excited. So everyone go out and uh, pre-order Monopoly of because you won't be sorry. It's going to be so good. Can't wait. (laughs) So back on holidays, what are your favorite holiday movies and have you discovered any new ones this year? It's so fun right now because it's like Netflix, Hulu, HBO, all the streaming services are all making their own holiday rom-coms. Oh, my gosh, there's so many. So, anyway, what what have you watched? What's great? What do we need to see? (laughs) Okay, so I've watched a bunch of classics already. So, of course, we've already watched Elf, Home Alone. Uh, The Holiday is my favorite. Um, I've watched This Christmas. And then some of the newer ones, like I like – Holidays, Love Hard, yes, and then there's um, mm-hmm. Twelve Pups of Christmas. Uh, <laughs> there's there's just so many uh, Merry Little Christmas. Um, there's just so many. Like if you just go on any streaming service, there's a holiday section now, and there's endless holidays. Yes. Oh, and the Prince for Christmas, the Holiday Switch or the Princess Switch or whatever. Um, with Vanessa Hudgens, and we watched all three of those. Um, there's just so <laughs> many. But we love it. We love watching the holiday movies. Just bring them on yes, and we are me, ready. Me too. Yeah. I, I, we 
I love Love Hard and Holiday. Those were both so fantastic and fun. Um, I also loved, if you haven't seen it yet, um, A Castle for Christmas. It came out last year, but oh, Carrie was from Princess Bride is in it. Did you see it? Is, is that the one Brooke with Brooke Shields, Shields, I think. Yes. Yes. Love yes. that one. That one is so cute. And, you know, that one, my husband and I were talking about, because I made him watch, um, there's a new one with Amy, what's her name, from Lucifer. She's a pop oh. star, and they tell her she has to do oh. a Christmas song, or they'll cut her from the label. Yes. And Freddie it, Prince it, Jr.? Yes. Yes. I watched it. And all it the weird all Freddy the aunties Jr., were there. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really good. I loved it. Yeah, and so much delicious Mexican food in it. Um, but, but yeah, that was super Hell cute. Yeah. But we were talking. My husband and I were talking about it because he's he's a writer and he he liked the movie, loved the Christmas song that they did, and. He goes, but you know, the mm-hmm. time, the timing was so fast and, and all this stuff. And how am I supposed to suspend my disbelief? And we started talking about how holiday rom-coms, and I can talk to you about this because you're a romance writer, but <laughs> holiday rom-coms want to end on a kiss. And it's not oh, realistic for you to have a long time frame if no one's going to have sex, which was why I loved A Castle for Christmas because they let them have sex. I'm like, geez, these are adults consenting adults, you guys. But That's it's how like you knew they want to keep it. Yeah, 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 it's so funny. I'm like, how come a Christmas movie they can't, like, I watched the Lindsay Lohan one that just came out, too, where she she hits her head. Yeah, and I liked that one, too, but I'm like, seriously? I mean, really? You're just going to end it on a kiss. Okay. Um, (laughs) Right. The kisses, the happily ever after. I know. It's just uh, interesting choices being made. (laughs) Right. Well, and I think maybe it's because the holiday movie as a genre probably did come from Hallmark where it has to be, you know, very, very, very PG. But I'm waiting for them to be a little more realistic. (laughs) You know, it's okay for them to be consenting adults. We've been promoting this book saying Hallmark Christmas movie, but hotter. Like because yes. we need people to know yes. that there's not it's not ending in a kiss. There's gonna be some scene right. happening here because I mean you're with your childhood crush, you're with your enemy, uh turned, you know, lover. It's gonna be some passion and sparks and heat and even just because it's Christmas time doesn't mean there's no sex. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, there's mistletoe everywhere at Christmas. How come all these people they don't even kiss till the very end? I'm like, really? I'm starting to worry about you. Right. I mean, it's true. They just always end with a magic kiss that just means they're gonna yes. be together forever. I guess, yeah. I guess. I can't figure that out, but I but I appreciated the Brooke Shields one where they went there because oh my gosh, you guys! 
But I think that's why so many of the little holiday movies just start at the holidays and just, you know. And I think Holiday, I think that one, I enjoyed that one more also because they actually went there, you know, and they finally had sex and then that messed everything up, but then they fixed it. And that's much more realistic to me. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just the romance writer in me. (laughs) I'm totally in agreement with you. You are not alone in this. Do not feel alone. <laughs> but I still watch them anyway because I'm a sucker. But <laughs> I mean, I really enjoy the movies, though. It's so fun. It's so Christmassy. And the decorations, mm-hmm. I just think yes. there's not a scene that doesn't have, like, all this, these poinsettias and garland and ornaments and trees. There's always a Christmas tree farm everywhere you go. I mean, mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. fun to look at, though, and it's festive. So yes. I, I give them yes, a pass. Yes, I agree. <laughs> right? <laughs> we give them a pass for realism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because any place that has that much Christmas stuff, you know it's not really that realistic. So <laughs> if they don't want to do the game, uh-huh. that's okay. <laughs> Do you now that now that you're done writing the Christmas books? Do you enjoy reading Christmas books? Are there some cool holiday books out there that we should all be reading? Yes, there always are. Um, let's see. My two, well, I have three really cool ones that I really love. My favorite of all time is One Day in December by Josie Silver. I mean, it's oh. a long book, but it is so good, and you just want to be in the book. I just would like to just jump in there for a little while, and it's so good. Um, then there's In the Holidays by Christina Lauren and Window Shopping by Tessa Bailey. I love those. Um, let me see. Oh, and then I'm reading one. Oh, I got two books from NetGalley, so let's shout out to NetGalley for approving me. Um, I got <laughs> One Last Gift <laughs> by Emily Stone and Lindsay Kelk, The Christmas Wish. I'm reading those oh. at the moment. Okay. So, so yes, okay. there are great Christmas books that I'm adding to my list right now. There's so many that I want to read. The problem is that there's just so little time. There's right, right. a bajillion books, do all the promotions and all the things and the giveaways. And then find time to mm-hmm. read too. So, but Plus, I do. Listen you're getting to a lot ready of for Christmas. <laughs> yes, and there's children and a dog and a husband. Yes, but right. I am multitasking though. I'm I've got them on my audio book. So if I'm doing dishes or laundry or in the car, there's an audio book on. Mm-hmm. If I'm in, at night, yes. I'll have my Kindle open. And technically, I'm not really reading too many Christmas books right now because there's a few that I still haven't finished from the summer that I really wanted to read. You're right. So, <laughs> mood reading. Well, That's a thing about and, mood reading. Right. And I'll give a shout out, too, for um, being Mary from Mika James, Ooh, who Mika we James. both write with. Yes. But, but it is such an adorable, adorable Christmas novella, and you will read it super fast, but it's so cute. It has one yes. of the cutest little meat cutes that I've ever that I've ever read. And I mean it only works in a holiday book because she has like light up antlers on. But you know, it, it's <laughs> <incredible>. <laughs> 
definitely worth reading. Mika's writing is just awesome altogether. So, yes, Being Married by Mika James is top-notch. Yes, very Christmassy and cute. So definitely worth worth checking out. And speaking of audiobooks, I love audiobooks, and I do that as well, multitasking with an audiobook going. Um, are any of your books in audio for readers to grab? Right now, Mixed Signals is almost done with Audible because I'm working on getting the full All Mixed Up series into audio. And then I'm going to be oh, working okay. on getting um, – the friendship contract into audio here shortly. That's my goal for 2023 for that book. Ah, yay. And are you doing these yourself, like through ACX? Do you get to pick the narrators and everything? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to be doing ah. the, the friendship contract through ACX, but I'm doing three other books, um, Mixed Signals, Mixed Match, Mixed Emotions through Scripted. Oh, okay. That'll be coming. So yeah. you didn't get to pick those, but but are you? Did they turn out good? Do you like them? I haven't uh, picked the, the narrator yet. That's coming. Oh, okay. I didn't know they were going to let you pick. Lucky, I didn't get to pick. Oh wow! Really? <laughs> See, you're special. <laughs> no, mine uh, just came Lisa, out. Now you got my mind. <laughs> Thinking, now I'm thinking about this. Now I better be sure. I mean, <laughs> hopefully there's a good one, good narrator, because the narrator makes so much of a difference. If it's not a it good really narrator, does. the book is not going to, to do well. I just, unfortunately, yes. as a person who listens to them all the time, the narrator right. must be good. Mm-hmm, for sure. I agree. And with with some of my books, they'll have dual narrators. And so mm-hmm. sometimes the few times that I've had a narrator where I'm like, well, I've been so happy that the other narrator is awesome. So you just keep going to listen for that right. one. <laughs> I mean, it just it's so hard because you just think most books are like 8 to 12 hours. And right. if you're going to be listening to that voice for that long, if it's just not a good voice, it's just going to be very difficult. It just really is. Right, for sure. I well, mean, we're running out of time. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, how, how can readers get in touch with you? Are you on social media? How should they get in touch after they read Christmas Detour? Okay. I am on Instagram most of the time, Mia Heifelman author. And then sometimes I'm on TikTok. I'm not that great at it, but also Mia Heinzelman author. I'm on Twitter at Mia Heinzelman. And I broke down and joined the hive. I'm Mia Heinzelman there. My, uh, Mia Heinzelman author for too long. And <laughs> I'm on Facebook, but I'm not active there. I just, I, I, I need my sanity sometimes. <laughs> but my website is MiaHeinzelman.com. And there's a link to it right there on Blog Talk. So definitely go sign up for her newsletter so you don't miss a book. And thanks so much for being here, Mia. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll probably see you in a few hours or so. But thank you so much again for having me. If you read all of the beers. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com 
for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.